Hey everybody, this is Brian. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Young Padawans. <laughs> this week uh, we will be talking at long last about uh, Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I can't count. But um, The Last Jedi, yes, we have ever so many thoughts about this film. Much like I didn't think this movie went the way I didn't think it was going to go. I believe this conversation will go a different way than what I thought it was going to be. And we talked about this a week ago. I know. Same here. Shattered Expectations is the the name of the game here. And you will find out how short. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about what we're geeking out about this week before we talk about Star Wars. Uh, Kristen, what are you geeking out about this week? I am finally reading a new manga. Uh, yeah. So I'm geeking out about Children of the Whales. I'll hold it up here. It's quite beautiful. Oh, yeah. So this is a manga that has been turned into an anime by um, Abi Umeda, I guess, is the name. But uh, it is about a young boy who lives in this semi-magical city that we don't know very much about. Um, they call it the Mud Whale, and it's like a floating city in a sea of sand. Cool. And there are not very many people, and most of them have this sort of magical power that's kind of force-like. And um, the ones who have the magical power die really young, and the ones who do not live longer, and they're like the ruling class. They're not like mm-hmm. the ruling class. They are the ruling class. And... Uh, mm-hmm. The, the hero is the archivist, so he has, like, this magical compulsion to write, so he's keeping the records of the city. And uh, awesome. he, at one point, is allowed to go on um, kind of a reconnaissance, checking it out mission when they, another island floats nearby. And he finds a girl, an outsider girl, and Ooh. much mis- mystery follows, and there's a lot of um, dissent among the ranks in the city. And so far, it is really, really cool. Like, I feel like I haven't read a lot of manga in which there is this really detailed fantasy world building, and this definitely mm-hmm. has that. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm excited to read more, and I, I think this is the only volume out so far, which is sad because I'm excited. Yeah, it looks like this came out in Japan. Uh, wow, this is a really staggered schedule from 2013 to. Wow. September of this year. Wow. And now it's just starting to come out in the U.S. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like I, there's just I'm two sure. of these a year, kind oh, of. Yeah, that's, I think that's pretty standard. Yeah, this says 2013. Yeah. I don't know. But um, I, I don't know if I want to watch the the manga or not, um, or the anime or not, because I'm really enjoying the manga. But we'll see. Yeah. If I get super into it, I might check it out. Yeah, you never know. There might be enough differences in the anime versus the manga that yeah, sometimes it's fun to her. kind of check it out in both places. Yeah, that sounds like a cool premise. Yeah. Does the does the other island have magic people, or is that not there? I mean, enough? there are no other people other than this girl that they found. Oh, so just like, the girl. There are no other people, or are there? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does she seem to have any kind of ability or anything, or is it just she like does have the, the ability? So she is a great mystery. Cool. Yeah. Well, that sounds neat. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And it feels good to be reading a new manga again. This hasn't Only this been less of a year of manga for me, unlike last year. Only ten volumes too, so you know there's going to give me a nice, like, tight, contained story in it too. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It'll be like. One of those shonen mangas that goes on forever. I kind of like some of them that go on forever. Like, the Host Club manga, has, it, it went on forever. Yeah. I don't know. When it's, when it's like, episodic slice of life kind of thing, I'm sure. kind of fine with them going on forever. But it is nice to get a complete story at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are you geeking cool. out about? <laughs> All right. So, there's... This, this show is a uh, it's a Netflix original, Jean Claude Van Johnson, and <laughs> it's one of the dumbest shows I've ever seen, but it's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it's, the premise is that Jean Claude Van Damme, the action hero of the the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. the master of the splits and the roundhouse kick, yeah, 
is <laughs> is not only an actor, but is also a secret agent for <laughs> this undercover like CIA-ass government agency. And that while he was doing all his movies, he was also doing secret ops in like the countries where he's filming his movies. Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> so the show is like, it's him now and he's retired from both his CIA gig and from acting. Yeah. And there's, he meets, he sees this, his old partner who is his lover in this restaurant. And so he gets like the, the itch to get back into the, acting and spy game <laughs> follow her on this mission in bulgaria sure. <laughs> so it starts off like kind of it's like it's funny there's a lot of like jokes about his movies i'm like a huge jean-claude van damme fan but i you know i know who he is and i, I get like what his shtick is so there's a lot of gags and stuff about him as an actor mm-hmm. and it kind of starts off as like this straight almost just spy story and then it goes further and further. We're only about halfway through. And as it gets further and further into the show, it starts turning into one of his movies in real life. So he's filming this he's filming this action remake of Chuck of Huck Finn. Oh my gosh. Totally absurd. But then like the actual story of him as the agent is starting to turn into like one of his movies where there's a weather machine and time travel. Oh my gosh. A henchman with stone hands and all this wacky stuff. It's it's pretty awesome. That's it's kooky. It's really dumb, but it's re- kooky is a good is a really good word to uh, describe it. Wow, I yeah, I I don't even like. I, I'm having I the only thing I've ever seen Jean Claude Van Damme in is a uh, an episode of Friends that was like right after the Super Bowl or something, and he did this guest star. That's the only thing I've ever seen him do. Other than I mean I know. Obviously, who he is, but yeah, he's kind of like a cultural figure, I guess. I guess, yeah, the, the pop culture zeitgeist. How did you decide to watch Jean Claude Van Johnson? <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of my buddies mentioned it when I don't even know how we were, what we were talking. About. I have one friend who's like super into Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's super into his movies from the 80s and the 90s and stuff. So I think he had mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were just clicking around Amazon the other day looking for something to watch. And Kim was like, oh, there's that Jean-Claude Van Damme thing. And I'm like, all right, give it a shot. Wow. And the rest is history. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Super weird, too. Like, Yeah. Yeah. It's so strange. The premise, it's a, it's like, a, I don't know who thought of this thing up, but the premise is kind of amazing. And then the fact that it's actually turning into a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie is, as it's going along is just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will take your word for it. I don't think I will be jumping on this particular bandwagon. Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think you will appreciate it. <laughs> I think that it, this would be lost on me. Uh... That's yeah, really funny though. Yeah, so that's. I was going to talk about the new Brandon Sanderson book, or not the new one, but the, I'm reading that yeah, way of things now. I, that reminds me, I, I need to buy that. I didn't know it, it had come out until I, I actually, after the movie today, I went by Barnes and Noble to pick up a copy of A Wrinkle in Time because I've never actually read it. Yeah, so I went and got a paperback of that, and then I saw Brandon Sanderson Oathbringer, and I was like Oathbringer, Oathbringer, and then I looked at it closer, and I was like. Well, I need to read this. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not that far into it enough to to really talk about it. So mm. I nixed it. But yeah. it's, it's a pretty pretty uh, big book. A lot of characters yes. so far. Yes. I'm only like 100 pages in. That one is it's really dense. The first one especially. The second one is yeah very good. Yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. it's good though. It's the, the cool world building so far. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of where he's at. Thing. Like the amazing world building is his his thing. Um, that Wrinkle of Time trailer before Star Wars was pretty great. Yeah, that's part of what inspired me, and like everybody I know has read this book and loved it, and I I feel like it's a gap in my childhood or something that I need a remedy. I feel like I read it when I was a kid, but I don't remember it at all. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do that, too. That's something we talk about on the podcast. Hey, hey. Another book. Amazing. And it's super short, too. I mean, it's a kid's book, so. Yeah, right. 
Um, yeah, I'm excited to read that. So there's a little bonus, two bonus geeking outs for everybody. In case you're not that into Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, not all of us are. Uh, all right, let's talk about what we're geeking out about. Well, or, uh, we just did that while we're drinking. <laughs> Uh, it's Monday. It is. It is. Mm. It's always Monday now. At least for the that's rest of the That's true. Month. Yeah. Um, that's true. Even so, though the Sunday one and it feels like months. I know. And you know, we're continuing to D&D on Sunday, so we might be permanent Monday people now. All right. Yeah. So I've been talking about my Adagio Tinsel Teas, so I'm, I'm going to have some more of that. Ooh, and I'm dribbling tea all over the table. Good. Yeah, it's not a big deal. There we go. Little tea never heard a crappy table I inherited from my parents. All right, so tonight I have one that I know I have mentioned because this one is one of the better ones. This is Deck the Halls. Yay. It is Christmas tea, which I'm assuming is some kind of spice black tea. Cream tea, which I know is, it's like Earl Grey with vanilla in it. Cocoa nibs and Christmas tree sprinkles. I'm not going to try to wow. show you the tea. But uh, it's really good. It's just got like a little hint of sweet it's, it's really hot. Scott. <laughs> I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> it's got a little chocolatey sweetness in there, too, with the You know, the I cocoa. can't taste the, the cocoa, no. really. Is the Christmas spice pretty spicy? The spice is lightly spicy. I think the strongest taste is actually the cream tea taste, so. That's like vanilla, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's because I really like their cream tea from Adagio. I, I just ordered that one straight up. Gotcha. So I taste of that one, but hardcore. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's really good. I like this one a lot. Uh, it's just it's a nice Christmassy black tea. It's very cozy. Like makes me want to put my feet up by the fire and read a good book by the Christmas tree. Nice. Is the um, peppermint mm. one still the best? Of the bunch. It's between the peppermint one and this one. I think. Okay. It might be the peppermint one. Because it has sprinkles too, right? It has sprinkles, and it's got yeah. the vanilla and peppermint. Like, if I want to spice I, Christmas tea, you know, I'll, I'll drink Constant Common or whatever. I have no idea what Christmas spices. There's all the beers that are like Christmas beers that are like spicy. Orange and Christmas spice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, orange cinnamon. That makes sense. Not that you taste orange yeah. in beer, but nutmeg or something yeah, maybe. Ginger. Who knows? Ginger. All the. All, All these the good delicious stuff. things that go into gingerbread, probably. True. Oh, that's very hot. I'm d- I'm, this is my, my podcast-specific teacup so that you can see through it. Good thinking head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what are you drinking? I have a kind of on-theme Excellent. beer for this podcast. Uh, Westbrook Brook Brewing Dark Helmet Black Lager. This is very, like, thematically in keeping with this movie. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Got the, uh, the Rick, Rick Moranis helmet on there. Uh, a little story on here. Excellent. Got, like, the Star Wars scroll deal with some text. Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Uh, Dark Helmet is a German-style black lager or Schwarzbier. Brewed, brewed with 10% malt rye, chocolate, and carafa malts give the beer its dark color and ludicrously smooth, roasty flavor. May the Schwartz be with you. So let's see how ludicrously smooth and roasty this is. Ooh, wow, that is pretty good. Ooh. It is roasty. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. It's super dark. It's very dark. Black as night, yeah. So uh, what what does roasty taste like? Um I don't yeah, kinda of malty, I guess. Um I don't really know how to describe it. It's got like an earthy kind of. Yeah. Not burnt, which I guess you would think the roasty would taste like, but um, it's good. Good. Sounds good. Sounds like one I would like. 
It's strong flavor. Yeah. I saw this at the beer store like a month ago, and yeah. I was like, I'm getting one of those. Excellent planning ahead. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. And they had singles too, so I could just nice. buy one. Yeah. Instead of having to waste that whole six pack. Although I would drink another one of these because yeah. it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. The the lack of singles around here has got me down a little bit. Like tired of buying six packs that are ho hum. Yeah. Definitely had to pull the trigger on a couple of those for this podcast. Like that, uh, remember the creamsicle one that ended up not being so great? Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. And to, to get the whole six pack for that. It sounded so Man, delicious. That might have been the sampler that had all the IPAs yeah. in it, too, which was also disappointing. Beer makers need to hear, hear our plea. I know. The beer sellers, I guess. Break up the six packs and give us singles. The uh the the beer place I usually go to does have a good single selection usually. Just uh so happened they didn't have that one that one time. But <sighs> Yay for this. Yay. Delicious and on theme. I like it. Alright. Let's talk about the old Star Wars. <laughs> oh boy. So I saw this today. This is very fresh for me. I, I, I uh, avoided spoilers all weekend. So I was going to go on Saturday, and it was completely sold out. I did not scream at the ticket seller, I'm sad to tell you. <laughs> you didn't hurl a handful of our buttons at them? I didn't. You'd be like, no. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did drive by the theater on my way to Kroger, and the line was, like, around the building. So it was not so. On Saturday? Yeah. Really? On Saturday. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. So we were talking about going back. No, they, yeah, that makes sense. We were talking about going to see it again. So I, we we saw it on Thursday night, mm-hmm. seven o'clock showing, the second showing at the uh, at the theater. So yeah. we had to be off the internet for like one day. So that was exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did talk about going to see it again on Saturday, but we went out to dinner. It was late, but then Kim looked up like the what assigned seats were left at the theater, and it was almost out there, just like in the front area. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm gonna go again to take Drew because he it was just me by myself during work hours today. It's awesome, but uh, he needs to see it. And I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I I sent you. I I apparently didn't have internet during the movie. I was a bad person, like sending messages while the movie was airing. And one of them was the one that you said that you saw. I think that said, "Oh boy," when I. <laughs> When it was thought yeah. over. And the other one said, this is very Disney. It was pretty Disney. It was um, really Disney. Oh, he, he, let me. So let's let's rewind a little bit and talk okay. about Force Awakens. Sure. If you, yeah. you listen to the, if you listen to our, one of the original episodes of this podcast back in t- this time two years ago, mm-hmm. we were over the moon about Force oh, Awakens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, it was it. Great movie. Still, yeah, I watched it again on Wednesday, and it was still good. Yeah. Um, I think it was a perfect palate cleanser from the prequels. Mm-hmm. I think it gave you that instant gratification of uh, simple but Wars. engaging stories. Yeah, yeah, this is Star Wars. Good new characters, great callbacks to the original mm-hmm. trilogy. Uh, even though if, you know, it might have been a little repetitive of the New Hope, but it was—I think it was what a lot of people, Star Wars fans, were looking for in a, in a return to the the series. Mm-hmm. This movie was not that at all. No, not at all. Um, I I never really had the the sort of dislike of the Force Awakens for being a, a rehash of a New Hope. I. I never really got to that point where I was like, there's nothing new here, but I knew that I didn't want this one to just be Empire Strikes Back redone. Like, I knew I didn't want that, but at the same time, I feel like Force Awakens set up a lot of expectations for something like that, that it, it didn't meet, and I'm not sure that it thwarted them well enough to really make up for that. Yeah, I 
would agree with that. I came into this movie with a lot of expectations. A lot of it was just what I thought the plot was going to be and what some of the revelations were going to be and how the different characters' stories were going to go, and none of that came to fruition yeah. uh, at all. Um, I mean, aside from maybe one thing, there was really very little that I would have predicted Yeah, in this movie. And at the, at the time, when I was done with it, I was like, ugh. I don't know what just happened, and I'm not sure why. I was like, there's some really cool stuff in this movie, but I don't really know if I liked it all that much. Yeah, I know it's There was some really cool stuff, and there was some stuff that just, I don't know what it was doing there. Uh, I do, but after thinking about it a little bit, they, they fail in the execution in some instances, but I do kind of like the idea that they subverted all the expectations that I mean he, it wasn't that difficult to just to figure out what everybody thought was going to happen like with mm-hmm. Luke with Leia's parentage and like who Snoke might have been and you know yeah. what Kylo Ren was going to do and everything you mean just go online and everybody's got their fan theories and there mm-hmm. are some theories that were more prominent than others so yeah to kind of take all those things that I think a lot of the fandom thought was going to happen in this and just not have that be a thing Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There, yeah, I, there were some some of the subversions that I really liked, and others there was just nothing there. Like I kind of view this movie as having three separate plots. So we have the Poe, Leia, um, and the Laura Dern character. Yeah, Holdo. Holdo. Yeah. Um, we have their plot. We have the Finn and Rose plot. And we yeah. have Ray, Luke, Kylo Ren. Um, the first act of the Poe plot was kind of a mess. The Finn and Rose plot, like, I like those characters a lot, but that was, there was nothing there. Like, they went to yeah. the casino to get a guy that they didn't get, and then they rode some not horses. And it was, that was the moment when I was like, wow, this is really Disney. And like, we have this long chase on a not horseback that felt really made for 3D <laughs> to me. And yeah. I really like both those characters. I didn't really have a problem with the the animals and all that because it's like a Star Wars thing. It Even is, but they overdid it a little bit. Yeah. Uh,. Yeah, I, th- that whole plot was pointless. Um, I thought the like the meet cute of yeah, that was Finn adorable. and uh, Rose was awesome. Yeah, that was super or cute. She, yeah, um, and it played into that kind of like hero worship. You know, that your mm-hmm. heroes aren't exactly who you think they are kind yeah. of deal. That was kind of the overarching uh, theme of the movie. The fact that um, she still stunned him, even though she thought he was a hero. Like, I, I mean, I just instantly loved her, but they deserved a better plot, I thought. Uh, Yeah, it was right. It was just a, a reason for them to go do something for, mm-hmm. I don't know, a half hour of the movie. Yeah. And uh, a way for them to get onto uh, Snoke's ship. And then, but then the whole plan didn't work anyway. Yeah. So, which was another thing that was kind of the theme of the movie is setting up grand plans and then not turning out the way that mm-hmm. you expected or, or wanted them to. Yeah. Uh, the Benicio Del Toro character, I do not know what was going on with that. I he was, really, he did not belong in this movie. Like, why not just bring back Moz? Like, yeah. And not just as a hologram. Like, could they not get the actress to be there? I don't know what was going on with that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get, like, the the whole thing with the stuttering and all that. It yeah, was, it just... I don't know. It was strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was a rumor that Jar Jar Binks was going to be in this mm-hmm. that I think Disney actually floated, and so I was really hoping that Jar Jar was going to turn out to be the, the code breaker that they, <laughs> that they, that they were going to That would have been really funny. Yeah, exactly. You spent all this year learning how to all this time learning how to code <laughs> since the, uh, oh, the Senate dissolved. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, no, we got weirdo, pointless, Benicio Del Toro instead. Yeah. 
I don't know if he's trying to. They're trying to have him play like a Lando type character, I where he's he, he, he a good guy and then he betrays them. But it didn't, you know, he didn't. They didn't quite pull it off. Yeah. You know, Lando had like the relationship with Han, and right, the character and, was just much better. He's a yeah. You know, we we kind of cared about him, and we right. were like we the betrayal felt more personal. Right. And, and then, this was definitely like a, a scorpion and his toad kind of scenario. Yeah. And then, you know, our, um, Lando is actually a good guy mm-hmm. after all in the end. And yeah, I was kind of waiting for this guy to, like, <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for this guy to actually, like, turn around and save them or something, but that didn't happen. I'm guessing he died when the ship was <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. They might bring him back. Who knows? Oh, I hope not. He's terrible. Yeah. He was terrible. Sure. Jar Jar back. <laughs> Jar Jar back. Um, there's your hashtag. Yeah. I. You know, I'm going to title this episode Bring Jar Jar Back. <laughs> no, I'm not because I just title it on what we're talking about. Uh, oh, well. I'll put, the hash, I'll put the hashtag in the show notes. Excellent. <laughs> Bring Jar Jar back. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, when I... I know, I, and I get that a big part of the the message of the movie was about the the ruling class, you know, using the common folk and yeah. leading up to the you know the the rebirth of the rebellion and the rebirth of the Jedi Order and the kid at the end and everything. Mm-hmm. And so that whole subplot on the casino uh, planet kind of fed into that. Yeah. But, it was very heavy-handed too. It you know, was I, really heavy-handed with that little show, kid. Yeah. And you show like the evil, the uh, horse trainer guy mm-hmm. whipping the kids. And, it like, was it was definitely a callback, at least to me, to uh, Anakin's childhood. With he that, lived on the- that guy who did the pod things. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah the, uh, the uh, guy. yeah right, the, like the fly guy. Mm-hmm, yeah. Same. Yeah, that's, that's that's true. This uh, I'll get to get to get to that when we get to this, the rest of it. There was some there's some callbacks to the trilogy, the, the prequel trilogy in this that I kind of liked and kind of respected that they they went with. But uh, um, let's let's what, dive into the Ray Luke. Let's. I want to mention one more thing about the the Rose and Finn plot. Mm-hmm. Um, Phasma. Oh, comes yeah. Back again. <laughs> yeah, what was the point of that, even? <laughs> there was a clip in the, uh, you know, in the trailer where her and Finn were fighting, and I was hyped up, like, yeah, they're going to bring Phasma back, and she's going to be badass to make up for getting thrown into yeah. the dumpster in the last one. <laughs> she just... <laughs> Gets wrecked again. Yeah, she does. Made again. Who knows? She got a moment of shaking her fist, and we got the the, the glimpse of the single eye. Gwendolyn Christie. The rebel scum. Was, that was that was kind of good. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Do you think they're going to bring her back again? I think they have to. I mean, she she <laughs> fell down into like lava or what? It wasn't lava. It was an explosion. But I think they're going to bring her back anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, that armor deflected a mm-hmm. laser shot. So I don't know yeah. if you can. Later from, she'll, I'm she'll, sure like, she'll be very scarred. I, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I was kind of disappointed. I, I we had a couple of uh, baddies who've been hyped, and then they don't they don't pan out. So, Portal Phasma yeah. and Snoke. <laughs> Stupidest name, Snoke. This is one of the things. Are we gonna, we're going to talk about that now. So sure, about, yeah. Now. Let's talk about it. Right, this is one of the dumb things that I hype myself up for from, like, fan theories mm-hmm. and stuff that I really wanted to be a thing in this movie. Yeah. So there was a theory that he was Darth Plagueis, mm-hmm. the the Emperor's master yeah. from, that's mentioned in the original trilogy. And they had this, or in the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. they had the same theme music and everything. Like, that opera scene in episode mm-hmm. three, the Emperor's talking about him. It's got this kind of, like, whoa, music yeah. and... Snoke had that. Yeah, it was the Emperor's music, basically. But yeah, Um, so that was one of the like the fan theories that was hyped up for. They'd be pretty awesome if you know it's 
the Emperor's old master. Now he has the, the new Darth Vader guy to be his apprentice. Mm-hmm. And to the big reveal that the Sith are back and everything. Yeah. Eh, not so much. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Maybe just some guy. Just some really stupid looking guy. Um, every time he was on the screen, like with his gold lame suit and his CG face, I was just like, oh my god, you're not scary. Like, you just look, you look freaking ridiculous. He did look terrible. Like, he looked so bad. The melted head and everything. Yeah. He just looked really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did like the robe. It was pretty sweet. That's blinged the out. Gold would... robe? No. Oh, that's like something that's uh, Ric Flair or some wrestler would wear. Mm. Yeah. Look cool. I mean, he has like his threatening red guards, and we have this past history of evil force people being like all in black and creepy and. You got the yeah. red right there, like, if you want to be cool. But no, he has to wear shiny gold. Like, Contrast. Look weird against that red backdrop. Yeah. Just wore red, too. No, or black, I guess. would have been way black. better. Yeah, black would have been better. Um, yeah, because you got a little, he did the force hold and all that stuff, and he shot mm-hmm. some of that force lightning at the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. And, there was, um, you know, in the flashbacks of Luke talking about the, well, everybody's talking about the different ways that the the confrontation between Luke and Ben went when Ben finally turned to the dark side. Mm-hmm. It talked about how Luke knew that Snoke had gotten to been ben. tampering yeah. with his mind. Yeah, exactly. And there was never any like how. Yeah. He was how? Just Where some did this guy on come a spaceship. From? Yeah. Right. How did he infiltrate the the Jedi? training facility and i don't know yeah other than he seems to have psychic powers i i don't know he was he was i guess in the end he was a device for the luke ray ben plot which i did like i think that those performances in that plot were kind of the strong point in this movie oh totally yeah um Uh, i mean ray and ben like seeing those two work together and like work off of each other, that was really good. That fight scene in the after Snoke is killed. That fight that was scene awesome. in, yeah. where they fight the, the red guys was really awesome. Yeah. That was a really um, good fight scene. My uh my audience was cheering quite a bit during that. Nice. Especially the like the last shot where she chucks the lightsaber and he grabs it and just mm-hmm. blasts it through the guy's head. Oh, Big round awesome. of applause for that. Yeah. Yeah. That was really sick. Yeah. Um I did. I did like the idea. I did like Kylo Ren becoming the the main bad guy, getting Snoke out of the way. Yeah. Because um, that's a good. You know, everything that he's done in these movies has been you know kind of parallel to Darth Vader, and I like that whole thing where you know Darth Vader turned on his master to save his son and redeem himself, mm-hmm. whereas Kylo Ren turned on his master, kind of to save Rey, but also so that he could take over and be the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He definitely wanted to be kind of like co-bad guys, and Ray wasn't into that, which I really yeah. liked. <laughs> she wasn't tempted. I, I did love that. But yeah, she that was, was awesome. sad. Yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah. She's like Ben, don't do this. Yeah, I did love that. Uh, Adam Driver's a really good actor. He so. did a really good job, and his voice, like, guy has a great voice, and he knows how to use it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he's he's great. Yeah, he's brought a lot of uh, gravitas to this this role, and uh, a lot of yeah, I like I like I like him as like a the, the kind of emotional, unsure of himself mm-hmm. type villain, rather than just you know the the Darth Vader remake with the guy in helmet. I like that he ditched the helmet. And yeah, that he crushed that helmet. That was yeah a good call, I think, and and good symbolism there, like kind of setting himself free there. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the big secret of Ray's parentage was revealed, and I actually loved the answer. That Me too. Her parents were, were nobody. They were just yeah. people. Not even good people. Yeah, yeah. Junk, like, alcoholic junk traders, yeah. basically. Who just yeah. traded in their daughter. Yeah. Uh, I really liked that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's one of the things that has really upset the Star Wars faithful, that she wasn't... A Skywalker? A Skywalker or, like, related to 
You know, there's theories about her being like Palpatine reincarnated or something like that. But that she wasn't attached to mm-hmm. kind of some sort of pre existing part of the Star Wars lot, lore. Yeah. yeah. I I and thought I, I you know, I was one of the ones who was like, She's gotta be Luke's daughter. Like if she's not you know, the secret mm-hmm. twin, if we don't have a rehashing of that, I was like, she's gotta be, she's gotta be Luke's daughter, but, um, right. no, I'm glad I think that she wasn't, I, because I think that it, they did a lot, and I made fun of the gold robe, but they did a lot with color symbolism, and like, Ray always being dressed in gray, and, you know, when we first meet Luke, he's in gray, and then at the final battle, he's, you know, he's got his Jedi black and white back, mm-hmm. we've got Kylo Ren, and... Instead of being just straight up black and white, uh, we have Ray, who's in gray, and and she she doesn't come from this long lineage. She's not a formally trained Jedi in any way, and she mm-hmm. represents nuance in this universe. Yep, and I, you know, that again is goes into the main kind of overarching theme of the of the movie that. Um, you know, power comes from hope. It doesn't come from privilege or because you're part of the particular bloodline that anybody can be a hero. Yeah. That a hero can come from anywhere. And, uh, yeah, just some, some random girl from the junk planet could be the, the next savior of the universe. Yeah. So, uh, I, I did, I did like that message. Uh, Luke's role overall, um, I, I liked Mark Hamill as a sort of crotchety old man. And that was great. Yeah, he was really good as a crotchety old man. And I, I actually thought that uh, him attacking Kylo Ren and then changing his mind, I thought that was really in character with Luke throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. And that he kind of rushes to action and maybe doesn't always think through the consequences until it's too late. And in this case, it was sort of too late? I don't know. It, it was very kind of mixed bag situation. Uh, yeah. Um, I thought that that was... I thought the fact that he didn't actually attack mm-hmm. Ben as the kid was very in character. Because it was I whole did too. I mean, I, about, yeah. Both going to attack and then not actually doing it. Yeah. There was a whole uh, thing about in the, uh, in the original trilogy is the Emperor and... Vader was always trying to drive him to, to strike out in anger and even did a callback to that yeah. at the end where he says that to Kylo. Mm-hmm. You know, if you strike me down in anger, yep. I'll always be with you or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that that was very in character and a good callback to the, the original mm-hmm. trilogy. Yeah, he can he can be goaded, but he has learned. <laughs> right. Uh, I thought Mark Hamill was great in this. Yeah, um, yeah I like the crotchety old Luke. Um you could tell, you know, he's very conflicted about everything, whether he was going to train Ray or not, um, whether the, the you know the Jedi Order still had any any merit. Um, yeah. But he's he gave a great performance, um, very expressive eyes. I thought he's very mm-hmm. like watery eyed a lot during this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he looked rough. Like they didn't <laughs> they didn't yeah. clean that up. He uh, he looked no. Like a guy who's had a hard, long life who went to an island to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I I really liked the portrayal of him as a guy who bought into his own hype as a hero and then failed and has just been living the rest of his life um, regretting that act. And, um, you know, there's another call back to the, the prequel trilogies about you know, a lot of, especially episode three, was about the arrogance of the Jedi, and he, he did the callback of Darth Sidious. He actually mentioned Darth Sidious mm-hmm. by name, which yeah, I thought was did. pretty wild. Um, that the arrogance of the Jedi had allowed, you know, a Sith Lord to get into their ranks and basically destroy the entire mm-hmm. Jedi Order. Um, yeah. And turn who was supposed to be their chosen one against them. Yeah. Um, and that's what this was kind of about, too, that, you know, Luke bought into his own legend and thought he could train a, a new uh, order of Jedi, and it was too late once he yeah. figured out that there was any, you know, maybe if we talked about how they didn't really explain how Snoke had kind of turned Kylo Ren or Ben uh, Solo. It was the same kind of deal where he's working it from the outside, like 
Palpatine had to yeah. Anakin in the uh, mm-hmm. in the prequels. Yeah. Um, the Luke and Leia reunion, and they they played the the old Luke and Leia theme song from the original trilogy. Right. Oh, it just killed me, especially because like Carrie Fisher has died, and even though I was like, if Luke dies, I'm never gonna forgive them. Of course, I knew Luke was gonna die. Like. I mean, there was no way he was going to survive this trilogy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that scene was great. I um, I was not as emotionally afflicted as I thought I was going to be when he died at the end. Yeah, and I think it's probably too, circumstance. He just, well, he just joined the force. Like, I'm not that. Eh. We'll see him. Again, I don't know. I I wasn't as moved, and that was partly because it was at the end of this long movie and I felt kind of jerked back and forth by the movie and I just right. didn't didn't have a lot to give there emotionally uh, I, I would have preferred him actually being killed by Kylo Ren in that showdown at the end yeah. that he was actually there and I think it was them trying to subvert that expectation that because they got the twist of he wasn't actually there and then he died alone like because yeah. it would have been the obvious plot thing to have Kylo Ren kill him. I'm okay with a lot of these subversions, but that one I, I thought they did wrong. Yeah. Um, I thought it would have more, and it would set up, you know, Ray going to avenge him in the last movie and yeah. give Kylo Ren more weight as a villain. I thought, I thought he should have killed Leia at the beginning with that. I, I think that the, set up his the ship there. his pseudo redemption mid plot. I thought that set it up pretty well that he couldn't kill his mommy. I, yeah, I get that, yeah. but I was all in on Kylo Ren being completely irredeemable mm. after the first movie because that seemed like the direction they're going. Yes, they subverted yeah. that expectation, but that was something I was really banking on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's fine. I don't know. I I kind of feel like. His performance would be wasted if he were just straight up evil. Yeah, and some nuance for yeah for a really rich character, a really rich performance. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I had a I, final battle like on the mining planet. As visually cool as it was, it just it didn't quite ring true for me. I. I don't know if it was missing something or if it was just that it was kind of far-fetched and they were in these, these like, junk planes going up against. Oh, here's here's another problem I had with that, is that it was, like, the third final battle in the movie. Oh, I know. We had so many giant battles. Yeah. <laughs> there is so many, like, oh, uh, we finally escaped the First Order. Oh, no, here they are again. Yeah. Ugh, we did a thing. Now we're going to get away again. Oh, no, mm-hmm. they followed us to the thing that we just went to. Yeah. There was... There was there was probably three of those instances mm-hmm. in this movie yeah. where, and it kept going. I thought it was going to be done after they blew up Snoke's ship, mm-hmm. and then they went to the mining planet. I thought, oh, they're going to get to the mining planet, and that'll be the end. Yeah. Nope. Is another like half an hour. Yeah. There were. The I mean, too many locations, but I think that one pl- one plot problem with this movie was that it was just it was just too passive. Um, you know, we're running away. We're Ray's surrendering and and all this stuff. It it just we never had really really clear goals. And I think maybe part of the thin rose subplot was to to give a direction and give a goal and and give us a way to race against the clock. That's not just running away right. and you know we're gonna run out of fuel. But it didn't. It wasn't strong enough to carry the this sort of dead weight of you know the them just being picked off bit by bit, the resistance. I did not like Ray going to the ship at all. I thought that was, I don't know if it was out of character or not, but her being convinced so easily that Kylo Mm -hmm. was possibly redeemable and then just giving herself up with the assumption that she and him are going to be able to take down Snoke. Yeah. And and didn't, didn't like that. If we had built up to it for longer, showed their kind of secretive relationship developing and her hiding it right. from Luke, and then at the end, you know, have them battle together and he turns out to be the big bad, I think that would have been stronger. Like, we could have had 
that mine mining plane of battle before her battle. And I wouldn't. I 100 percent agree with you. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that this movie's biggest problem was just editing. Yeah, the pacing was a mess. It was. Of, yeah, that was my like when I left the theater. I was like, I don't like. There was so much going on, and it was really uneven. <laughs> But an extended, you know, an extra, like, half hour or something of her training with Luke while still mm-hmm. getting on this relationship with Kylo Ren behind his back, that would have been really great. Yeah, it would have been. Would've... And we would have gotten a little bit more throwback to the original trilogy and have her actually training with Luke, which I think we all kind of wanted to see, to be yes. honest. I'm a little disappointed it, I didn't have more of that. The, the trailer made it seem like that was a big part of the movie. Yeah. And then those couple of scenes where they're training, it was pretty much it. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> like, everything that was in the trailer was it. Yeah. yeah, but I did, and that's kind of a trope too. And I, you're mm-hmm. talking about the subverting of tropes the the old master who's unwilling to train the new person because they did a bad thing, yeah. and they're trying to you know mm-hmm. um, are worried that the same thing's going to happen again with the new person. I mean, that's not something new. No, not at all. Although I did love it when he just chucked the lightsaber. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about that. A lot of quips, yeah. a lot of gags I, in this. I didn't love very a fair bit of. of the humor. Like, we open with Poe pretending he's on hold and he can't. That was terrible. It was just, it was so slick and smug that it kind of set me off on the wrong foot. And, like, Luke drink milking the alien and drinking the milk. Like, I didn't yeah. even see that. I don't... Yeah, they did, like, a gag with. Uh, Snoke's like torso falling yeah, off. Yeah, they did that like, too. Yeah, a lot of lot of dumb quips. It um, was just sort of smug. The humor, like that's the only word I have yeah. for it. And it it was it was that's the Marvel yeah quippiness that they got in all those movies now, which yeah. in the context of those sometimes works, sometimes it doesn't. But mm-hmm. yeah. um, I think in this universe, it just. I mean, you know, you got to remember, like, the one-liners from the, the original trilogy was, like, into the garbage shoot, fly away. And it's, like... Yeah. It's funny, but it's not as yeah. quippy. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the in the, uh, in the the first one, the mm-hmm. the very... Or not the first one, but Force Awakens. Yeah. They had the whole thing with uh, Poe and Kylo at the beginning. It was like, you going to talk? Am I going to yeah. talk? Are you going to talk? Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. Yeah. That's fine. I it worked a little better for me in the first one than in this one. I just it was at times a little bit obnoxious. Well, the, the, I mean the the mood of this movie, which was much more oppressive than the first one, mm-hmm. so it yeah. did you know, all the the comedy bits and the in these very serious scenarios didn't didn't work as well as the as in Force Awakens, where the you know the mood was a little more lighthearted. Yeah, agreed. I thought Chewie and the Porgs were funny, though, when he's they were eating funny. Pork, yeah. and they keep on looking at him. And like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't love the Porgs as much as I thought I might. Like, yeah. They were cute, but they were a marketing ploy. Like, Oh, yeah. They didn't really serve a plot purpose like the Ewoks did. Yeah. Uh... I thought BB-8 was pretty good in this. I like, did like BB-8. I liked uh, evil BB-8 turning them in. Yep. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> Giving the droids a role, I enjoy when that happens. Yeah. Uh, C-3PO had some good one-liners. Oh. oh, speaking of a good droid scene, when R2 shows Luke the uh, <gasps> the recording oh, of Leia from yeah. New Hope. <sighs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that was great. Yeah. That was that was a terrific moment, and like three PO giving them the odds of their survival. That was really yeah. good too. Yeah, <laughs> I did like that. Uh, uh, puppet Yoda was amazing. Yes, the good old the Yoda. Puppet, yeah, that's awesome. Puppet instead of CGI. Oh, so excited. Yeah, I I was glad to see Yoda again, and he was yeah. his old Yoda self, like burning the tree down. Yeah, like weird, kind of like funny Yoda too from yeah, little kooky fire, little mm-hmm. kooky. Yeah, yeah. With Luke being a little kooky now himself as well. Yes. Luke's 
Yeah, he's been living alone for a long time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else? I thought this movie. You talked about the the red and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie looked amazing. Yeah. The, the Snoke's thing was amazing when they uh um. When Holdo did the like the kamikaze against Snoke's ship, mm-hmm. and they blew it apart with the hyperdrive, yeah. it was all like black and white, and it showed like the slow motion of the yeah. thing coming apart. That was pretty awesome. Oh, the, the scene sweet. with Ray and the the evil cave where it's the long line of reflections of Ray all in a row. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, I thought that Holdo's costume and her like lavender hair with her lavender dress was she was really visually cool. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, speaking of her, I didn't like Poe very much in this movie. I didn't either. Uh, yeah, he's just sort of, like I said, obnoxious. We started out with the kind of annoying quippiness, and then he was being a pain through a lot of it. I, yeah. I'm a little bothered by them breaking up the main cast in every movie so that we don't get the, the Finn and Poe or... Finn and Ray, and yep. I guess, I mean, Ray and Poe just met. I know, yeah, at the end. Was, yeah. Oh, that's right, they actually they have never met. met. Yeah. Uh, the the reunion of Ray and Finn at the end was really nice. That was really sweet. I was, I was happy about that. Yeah, that was too. Um, I'm down with the uh, with the Finn and Rose romance. Yeah. I'm all in on that. I, I don't know, like... I don't know if Finn's down with that, but I guess we'll find out. He seemed to be tending to her very gently at, yes. at, the, at the end there. Yeah. And Ray seemed to be observing it with sort of knowing eyes. The, the shippers are all on the uh, Kylo Ray now. Yeah. That's what I, I've seen on the internet. I suspect that we're going to want to look toward Ray and Poe. Uh, yeah. Just let Ray be her own thing. Yeah, Ray didn't need a boyfriend. Um, nah. I don't know. Not everyone has to, to pair up. I mean, Luke didn't ha- did, Luke didn't have a girlfriend at the end of the original trilogy. Exactly. He seemed to, as, as far as this new continuity goes, he's never seemed to have really had, had any kind of yeah. any kind of relationship besides yeah. with the Force. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Force is his girlfriend. Um. Speaking of Ray, uh, I really still love her. I think she's a good heart to this series. I think Daisy Ridley is kind of a badass and, like, put yeah. on, like, 20 pounds of muscle, I think, since the last one. She could kick my butt. Yeah, um, man, too. And she, like, she's she's got the, the uh, her staff and kicking butt with that and the lightsaber thing. Uh-huh. I would have liked to see more of her doing that. She didn't uh, have as much fighting as I thought mm-hmm. she was going to in this. She had the, you know, the one big fight against the, uh, fight. Snoke's guards. Yeah. And, uh, and just it was kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the force is just lifting rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's another thing that I really like, too. Um, when Luke is training her and he's teaching her about the force, mm-hmm. and he, say, he tells her about how the Force isn't something that the Jedi Order created. It's something that's always been there, and yeah. they were just able to tap into it and use it in a different way that mm-hmm. anybody had ever done before. And another thing that kind of feeds into the anybody can be a hero type deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, he smacked her with the plant. That was funny. Yeah, right. Cute. I also liked, uh, this is totally random, but the, the submerged X-Wing was another little callback to Empire. Yes. Yes. Are you feeling better about it? Uh, I was I kind of talked it out it. a little bit. I need bit. to see it again. I I was Me really, too. really disappointed when I left the theater. Um, I just, the, the middle act and the going to get the code breaker, they, yeah. they, there was surely something better they could have done there. Uh, about two, two-thirds of the way through, I was like, this movie's kind of bad. Yeah, I was too. I, I and, <laughs> yeah, I left feeling like it was pretty bad. And I have in the notes, and I didn't talk about it very much, but 
it it had a lot of the same problems to me that Rogue One had, and just they weren't sure what story they were trying to tell, and and so many characters, and not enough moments to to care about the characters. I think the thing that's elevated this above Rogue One, even though both plots were kind of messy, is that I actually cared about the characters in this, and yeah. Rogue One a mish, you know, a bunch yeah. of random people that you just met for the first time. Yeah. But in this, you had everybody from from the previous the Force one. Awakens that yeah. we all love, and then yeah, and then you had Luke and Leia. And the, and, you know, the people. I mean, and Rose was lovable from the beginning. We didn't have that. In yeah, Rogue exactly. One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, it was saved by the history of the series, basically. Right. Um. Pretty much. Yeah. It just they like I said it, they needed to edit it down. I thought from the the Snoke throne room scene with Ray and Kyle to the end, it was all pretty good. You had a, yeah, you had a yeah. bit more of the the chasing for no reason, and mm-hmm. the 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 yeah the, the battle on the mine planet was was not great, except for the Kylo and Luke part. The visuals um, were good. I like the the salty ground that looked like blood when it it was turned. Uh, but I thought that was all very exciting. I was kind of mm-hmm. in the edge of my seat for that. Yeah. That last forty-five minutes or however long it was, half yeah. hour. Um, and I thought the ending was good too. You got the the hope of the rebellion coming back, and yeah, I I didn't love the thing with the little kid. I don't know. It was just too deliberately tugging on my heartstrings. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They did the swell of that force music, and I'm just like. <laughs> Whatever God. they want to do, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know where he got the ring from, though. He had, like, the ring with the... I'm assuming the Rose gave it to him. him. Yeah, I guess after so. After she showed it to him, yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. It's cool that he hit the force, though. He did the, took the broom with the force. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was... It was nice to see that they're still force <laughs> users, even if they're not really Jedi, I guess, anymore, because... Luke was the last Jedi. But he said, I am not the last Jedi. No, he did. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. We are not uh, the last Jedi. Uh, yeah. So, what's next? What do you, wh- Where are what they going to go? I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, ha- we have, as Big Bad now, Kylo Ren and his little red-headed buddy. Oh, <laughs> Hux, man, he just played, like, for comedy this whole movie. Like, he was kind of goofy in the, in the last one, but he's just, like, there to scowl and be made fun of, basically, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, at this stage, we don't straight up just want to see Kylo Ren brought down because, I don't know, I feel kind of wishy-washy about him at this stage. Like, he's pretty evil, but... I, I think if this movie ended... After the throne room, mm-hmm. I'd feel that way. But at the last, the last like siege at the the mining planet where he's basically like, just go kill everybody. Yeah. And then he fights Luke with the intention of killing him. No, see, he still strikes me as the type that like he's screaming and yelling, but if you offer him a hug, he's just gonna like totally break down and sob on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess that's where we're headed, but. I have mixed feelings about it, and the fact that, you know, our supreme leader is now, he wasn't as supreme. <laughs> no. Um, I I feel like uh, with J.J. Abrams back at the helm, it's going to be, they're going to play it, play it safe again a little bit. At least, so. at least yeah. more than this, for sure. Maybe not as play it safe as Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah. But I think this will be more Jedi than Empire. Yeah. Episode yeah, nine. definitely. Um, and I can't help but wonder what they're going to do about Leia. I know. They said they weren't going to kill her off and they weren't going to CGI her, so they're going to have to figure out some way to write her out. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Like, I, as I was reading all the reviews, I came across one that was like she was slated to have a big pivotal role, like Han did in the first one and Luke did sure. in this one. So now I'm very sad. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I I can only assume that 
Luke will be back as a Force ghost in um, some capacity. Yeah. Hope he'll get Hayden Christensen back as, as Anakin, too, as a Force ghost. That'd be great. No. No. <laughs> I think that if he knows what's best for him. Yeah. I was a little surprised that we didn't get uh, Ewan McGregor as, as good old Obi-Wan. That would be awesome. I'd yeah. be down for that. I, I kind of wanted to see that there with, with Ghost Yoda. I was thinking maybe they're going to CG up Sir Alec Guinness. Just put mm-hmm. him in there when, <laughs> with Yoda. Yeah. Yeah, just whatever. Yeah. They remade Grand Moff Tar- Tarkin for <laughs> Rogue One. Why not put old Obi-Wan in there, too? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't look as bad because he'd be all glowy and stuff, too. I, I'm I'm ready to see uh, Glowy Luke. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So the real takeaway from this movie is that uh, I need one of those Michael Micah crystal foxes as a pet. They're adorable. They were like tinkling around. Yeah. I mean, the, the animals in this were all very cute. They did yeah, a good job. Super with, cute. And with, like the, the, the not animals. horses, they were pretty cute, even if they're a little weird and had too much plot and... The porch. Yeah. yeah. Those foxes, yeah. though. <laughs> they were awesome looking. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. After I saw this and I came out of it, I was a little disappointed. And I was, like, reading articles and stuff and reading some of the reactions. The fact that, like, the hardcore Star Wars geeks, like, really hate this movie. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like, they're really, like, uh People are like super into the canon and just yeah. just don't want any change to the stuff they're so ingrained with. The fact that they're hating this movie is making me like it a little bit more. Well, there is that. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of them hated Rogue One too, and it never brought me around on that one. No, but that that movie was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I'm gonna come bad. around on this movie just out of loyalty to the franchise and yeah. the characters. But I when I left. Um, was pretty disappointed. I warmed up to it over the course of reading some reviews and, and talking to you. I didn't. I was disappointed, but I didn't hate it coming out because at least the end, the last, like I said, like the last half hour, I was all in on. Yeah. Um, but if it had, I don't know. If, yeah, if it had ended in a different spot and didn't have the payoff with Luke and everything at the end, mm-hmm. I would have been very disappointed. Yeah. I I'm still I'm I'm a little lukewarm. Hey oh, it was terrible. Um. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no more for you. Uh, yeah. uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all night. Tip your waitress. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, we'll have we'll see it again probably this week. Sometime. Yeah, I, I'm gonna probably next week. I'm gonna take sure to see it. Uh, yeah, and I I I want to warm up to it. I'm I'm gonna try. <laughs> At the very least, it set a different stage for episode nine than I think we had expected. Yes, we're gonna have, and so now there's a lot where I think after episode seven we were all like. Uh, we know where this is going now. Yeah, totally. It does happen, and now it's like, uh, who the hell knows? Yeah, I don't have a clue so, what to expect in the next one. That's for sure. I have faith. I have faith that they're going to have a satisfying ending to I this so. this trilogy. So, do you stand by your statement that after the next one, you're not going to see any more Star Wars movies? Yeah, I'm sticking with it for now. I think that might be smart. Remember what? Remember I said if this. One is amazing, then I might be in for the Ryan Johnson yeah. trilogy that's coming out whenever. Mm-hmm. It's holding off judgment. You feel like this one made it too amazing for you? No, 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 no. Oh. That's why I'm The last coming... one. No, this one. I, mm-hmm. This one was amazing. If yeah. episode eight was amazing, mm-hmm. then I'd be in for the Ryan yeah. Johnson yeah, trilogy. Yeah. But it wasn't amazing, so I'm like, I don't know. Okay. I, I misread the hand gestures. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I know, I'm very animated. Well, you know, when the, when the screen cuts later. off the, uh, the the hand waving, then I have trouble telling what they mean. <laughs> um. All right, so let's uh, one more thing. Okay. That I like. 
so some of the reviews and like comments and stuff that I was reading is, well, if you read this book and that book and this comic, then you'd no. have more thing about who Snoke is and all that. No, I don't want that. I don't want that either. Like, no. The three movies and that's it. I want yeah. a whole story out of that. Yes, me too. I'm I'm sick of people being like, well, you should read such and such comic. No, I'm not going to do that. I want this movie to be a complete movie. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm afraid of going forward is going to be all these side movies and then the next trilogy you're going to have to have watched. Yeah. And this is somebody who's watched every Marvel movie and, right. you know, it's like all in on that thing. But yeah. I don't feel like that for Star Wars. No. No. They should let it lie for like another, like 20 years and then come back with Reyes, like the old wise and Jedi or whatever. I'm trying to imagine what I'll be like in 20 years and how. I mean, I just keep getting crankier about movies that I see, so they'd have to be pretty darn good if they're going <laughs> to let it mellow for 20 years. Yeah. I don't think Disney can, it's going to allow that to happen. No, I don't think so. I'm not going to be happy. They got to take at least, take a 10 year break for the main series at least. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm even less persuaded about any kind of Han Solo movie at this stage, though. No. Just, just let that go, guys. Interested. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that covers it. Yeah. And this is a, a bonus episode, so I don't really know when we'll be back. Two weeks from now? Yeah, I'll have to do a year in review. Maybe next. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll be back in some number of weeks. Probably two. I was all set for this to be my movie of the year too. Now, oh, man, I don't have a clue. Yeah, it's, it was good year. Good year at the movies. Wonder Woman and yeah. Thor was good. I don't have a clue. Yeah, gonna have have some year reviewing to do. We're gonna see The Shape of Water next weekend. I think. I don't know what that, that is. That Guillermo del Toro one with oh, the fish that, man. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be good. All right, well, we'll wrap up here and do our thinking off the podcast. (laughs) So, um, yeah, have a good and geeky two weeks, and I hope you all enjoyed the movie more than I maybe did at first watch. The end. The end. Show notes can be found on our blog at theyoungpodawans.com. You can email us at theyoungpotawans at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at youngpotawans or on Tumblr at youngpotawans.tumblr.com. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's super divisive. There, I mean, there's a lot of people that love it and a lot of people that freaking hate it. Rogue One or this one? This one. Yeah. Rogue I- One. Uh, this is more divisive than Rogue One because it's a mainline movie and all that yeah. too. I I've been like so avoiding the internet that I'm gonna have to seek some of it out. I definitely don't hate it. No, but there's like people that are like this is worse than any of the prequels. Oh. Star Wars ruined. <laughs> yeah. Like come on, settle down. Right? Calm down. Yeah, it's fine. It's alright. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be okay. okay. Uh, it's just a movie. <laughs> Chill Here's <out>. your outtake. <laughs> <laughs>